Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Geneva Shore Report podcast, June 10th, 2015. What's going on in our place? As unbelievable as it sounds, Dennis Jordan, Air Jordan, international man of misery and former Lake Geneva City Administrator, is favored and put forward by Mayor Gumby Connors for a position on the City Police and Fire Commission. Lake Geneva's most vilified and hated former city administrator cruises to victory, with Gumby leading the charge to secure his appointment to the Police and Fire Commission. The vote was four in favor and four opposed. Alderpersons Chappelle and Hill put aside their oil cruets and decided not to participate in any oil wrestling. They voted against Dennis the Menace Jordan, otherwise known as Pokey, along with Lions and Cupsick. Yes, even rather short-sighted and quiet-minded, Alderperson Cupsick voted against Dennis. The vote was 4-4 to four until the tiebreaker. Sarah Hill went right at Gumby and asked him what he thought he was doing and how could he justify his support. She was aghast that the fellow she's been trying to dump from office for years was suddenly allowed to come back through a crack at the base of the church belfry. But through that crack, the mayor guided him. Mayor Gumby's response to Sarah Hill that contained all the explanation he thought he needed was, why not? No, he didn't wait to hear why not. He simply broke the tie, and Dennis Jordan is again here, lying in wait, as impossible to scrub from Lake Geneva as silicone cement is on clear glass. Outrage misplaced. Leadership on furrow. Accountability zero. Well, Tom Hart negotiates to purchase the old theater using TIF funds, which are nothing other than well-disguised tax funds, funds which have been put up by all the local taxpayers to care of blight, not to retire, old aldermen. Of course, there is that other side of the coin. The old theater has been laying there on one side of Broad Street, right in the middle of the main shopping districts, like a dead, decaying whale for about 10 years. Even the bones of the place are starting to fall down. Anyone coming in to convert the place from its current form of zombie business death might be welcomed. Even a former alder person who somehow gets to be the one to buy the place for about the same money the city is setting aside to pay him to buy the place. Hmm. Would almost any business person want that deal? You might say, of course, but you'd be wrong. A business person entertaining such interest would have to have known what the city was going to do with the TIF funds, and none of them did. Tom did not take unfair advantage of anyone. He just accidentally put in his offer on exactly the right day, at exactly the right hour, of exactly the right minute, 
Hmm. CBB, combining the Chamber of Commerce and the Convention Visitors Bureau. CBB, which is the shortened acronym for COB, C-O-B-B, which is the first word of the name of the new group to be called Court on the Cob. Combining the Chamber of Commerce with the Convention and Visitors Bureau is absurd as they serve two different functions. Yes, both can be related to the tourist industry, but combining them will lead to the commingling of revenue sources, which cloaks financial traceability and dilutes focus. This leads to more self-directed control by certain influential individuals in the exclusion of everyone else. Commingling of funds cloaks financial traceability, just as commingling emotional issues clouds anyone's judgment. In most cases, keeping issues isolated helps group to stay focused on particular issues. Combining issues only work well when the groups involved have the same focus. For example, combining all the communities around Lake Geneva under one committee, the newly revived Lake Use Committee, to set up standards that deal with lake issues makes good sense. Even though the multiple desired uses of the lake differ, those desired uses affect all of us and our underlying common objective, namely the preservation of the lake to ensure its continued viability for all activities. All too often, monopolies do little to help, service, or add to people's bliss or well-being. Note how formed monopolies of gasoline sellers, airlines, and cell phone companies have turned out for the public. The monopoly formed when these two operations, never forget the Lake Area Chamber of Commerce, has no association, whatever, with the city of Lake Geneva, other than as a receptacle of taxpayer money, will not be good for the community, voters, visitors, or other people living and playing around our lovely Lake Geneva. Small junk. The pavers of Fontana in front of the fire department are slowly sinking into the earth. What is Fontana attempting to do? Are they going to take the hints that Walworth County the state of Wisconsin, and even Lake Geneva have thrown their way and stopped using temporary runny crap and replace it with the more solid brown stuff. The cobblestone pavers, thought to be such a cultural advance, an exhibition of elegance for small conservative towns, were proving to be about as stable, smooth, and well-built as Highway 50 out there by Pesky's, or the new redone Highway H in downtown Lake Geneva. When there is no respect for foundation, then there are no foundations to build respect upon. The fake cobblestones came out of the fake results of the fake project that was unfortunately built with real money. Will Fontana step up and swallow the bitter pill of acknowledging an error in judgment? Not bloody likely, but maybe Fontana is different from most of the rest. Hawaiian bratwurst is at Piggly Wiggly. Usually individual foods don't make it to the Geneva Shore Report as any kind of feature. Well, Piggly Wiggly just changed that with the invention and production of a multi-cultural chunk of sausage they call Hawaiian brats. Mix some great ground meats with some pineapple chunks, throw in a little soy sauce, a bit of sugar, and special sauces, and voila! This is special stuff and costs no more than the regular brats. You will be impressed. They also make a special burger, but you have to know somebody to get some. Ask for the mixed brat and beef burger. 
They might just take pity on you and slide a few across the counter. So, Lake Geneva lost one of its olive oil operations. So what? Soon, good vibes will open, and it's not a head shop, sells no vapors, vapor machines, or other such paraphernalia. It's a juice shop. The old crepe place left months ago, and good vibes is building it in. To open later this month, Michelle, Samantha, Robin, and Megan are the four young women putting together this magnificent effort together, and they are doing a wonderful job. All four women have been involved in other Lake Geneva retail shops or come from families so involved. Well, what's normal today? If you do something that involves money, then the government will find a way to come for as much of it as it can. They will tax the enterprise and require licenses, permits, fees, inspections, and approvals, or make it illegal and collect fines, penalties, or why not just confiscate the entity or property? It's the government's system of free enterprise. Furthermore, the government will generally oppose anything that it does not benefit from until it figures out how to benefit from it, which normally means that those originally opposing the issue will somehow be able to do also financially benefit from the government's action. Such is the proposed solution to the short-term rental solution as proposed by County Board Supervisor Dave Weber. This solution makes compliance extremely cumbersome and impractical for individual property owners, while making it easy for large corporations who are already in the rental or real estate business to increase their own profits, thus assuring that both the corporate owners and the current governmental leaders get their cut. There's a strange case of Dell at the Riviera Pier. It would seem that a woman named Dell leases several of the retail spaces in the rows of stores lining Riviera's athletic locker aroma fairway, running the length of the pier under the brick facade. Now at some point, Dell encountered some sort of social reef of competitive disagreement. Nobody seems to know how, when, or why she disagreed with anyone, but complaints were made to Lake Geneva's administration. Dennis Jordan, good old Oki, and now deposed as city administrator, but then serving, banned Dell from the pier. Attorneys for both sides are still talking, although Lake Geneva city attorney Dan the Don Draper is only talking out of one side of his mouth. Jordan is gone to be the reborn in zombie form with the police and fire commission. Maybe the city's new gunfighter, Blaine Utah Oburn, will be a better sounding board for competitive shopkeeper catfights. Well, here's some neat stuff. Geneva Coffee Shop, Incorporated, is about to erupt like Vesuvius across and all over Lake Geneva. The nativity scene of the Geneva Shores birthplace will reopen on June 15th, and the day will go down as a day of grand, smiling enthusiasm instead of infamy. Infamy would be all right, of course, if it meant that such would bring people from near and far to experience the place's ambiance and newfound warm cheer. Geneva Java will reopen at 252 Center Street. The old home of Wilson Meats was once located in a basement. It's hard to have a whole lot of warm cheer in a basement, any basement. Walk into the light of the new Geneva Coffee Shop vaults and be amazed. Well, big trucks 
are attacking Lake Geneva while the city stands by and does nothing. It's about time the citizens and visitors coming to or parking in Lake Geneva begin taking parking tickets to court. The defense? Equal treatment under the law. If the huge semi-truck trailers are going to be given a free pass to park wherever they want, including in the middle of a downtown streets, for protracted periods of time, then regular citizens who get fined for being in a legal slot past the meter time need to start appealing. The city of Lake Geneva is practicing selective application of parking ordinances in downtown Lake Geneva. There is no ordinance that allows trucks, no matter whether they are loading or unloading, to park for as long as they want, anywhere they want, without paying a dime. Well, back in 2008, Hummel and Mirabeau filed a lawsuit for over $125 million against the city of Lake Geneva. The suit included all city officials, with one notable exception, city administrator Dennis Jordan. One of the allegations cited by Hummel in their lawsuit was about promises made and benefits offered to Hummel by the city administration. No name was released in the suit about who in the city promised what, but there's little doubt that the culprit referred to was Dennis Jordan. Hummel also sued private individuals like Jim Connors, who headed the Vote No group, but that was before he became mayor, and Dick Malman of the Friends of Geneva Lake. Dennis was not sued privately either. The federal judge in the case ruled against Hummel in the suit. In the private cases filed against Connors and Malman, U.S. District Judge Stattemuller went out of his way to warn Hummel that they would also lose their lawsuit against the city if the case went to court with the evidence Hummel had advanced to that point. So the judge recommended Hummel resort to mediation to resolve their issues with the city. Astonishingly, mediation went topsy-turvy, and somehow Hummel came out on top with $4 million in hush money from the city. In a case in which the judge predicted, Hummel would certainly lose. The outcome of the mediation was more unexpected that it became obvious that Hummel might just have some incriminating documentation against the city for it to spend $4 million to keep it hushed up. Hummel, however, wasn't content with just money. It used its leverage of alleged evidence to get the city of Lake Geneva leadership to do something illegal, a quid pro quo agreement called contract zoning. In addition to the $4 million settlement, Hummel also demanded special zoning privileges from the city in exchange for dropping its lawsuit. Upset that the city was willing to enter into an illegal settlement agreement with Hummel, and would do so in secret behind closed doors, Care for Lake Geneva sued the city for contract zoning. Not for the money, but to find out who made those promises to Hummel and what those promises truly consisted of. The Care for Lake Geneva lawsuit went on for two years before Dennis Jordan conveniently retired on May 31st, 2015. Then a day or two after Jordan's retirement, Care for Lake Geneva got a memo from city attorney Dan Draper saying that the city was now ready to release all of the documents it had been withheld regarding the Hummel settlement, with the exception of three letters. There will be no settlement until the contents of those three letters are revealed. Monday night, 
Mayor Gumby Connors and City Attorney Dan Draper decided to reward Dennis Jordan for his record-shredding prowess and at the same time put him in a witness protection program by appointing him to the position on the most important board in the city, the Police and Fire Commission, for the next five years. Jordan needs the protection of the Police and Fire Commission because, according to Assistant Attorney General Annie Jay, Jordan is among those continuing to be investigated in the Ron Carstensen case. The initial investigation conducted by the Lake Geneva Police Department has over 1,500 pages documenting Jordan's involvement in the misdeeds at the street department. Attorney Draper did his own investigation, but will not release his findings or allow any additional information concerning Jordan's involvement to be released until the Karstensen trial is concluded. The outrage here, and there is outrage. Dennis Jordan is being given power over the same police department that investigated and encouraged charges to be brought against him and other city officials. Is it time to recall Mayor Jim O'Connors? Can Gumby be counted on to be anything but Gumby? Or is he going to prove to be Darth Vader wearing Gumby's metaphorical costume? Living it up. Dawson's Creek Ranch is going to do their burrow racing extravaganza on July 10th, 11th, and 12th. Ron Geeman is spearheading the effort to add a first-class summer cowboy festival to the wonderful things available during Lake Geneva's summer times. Ron is a terrific horseman, organizer, and a class act as a cowboy and a man. You will see more about this coming event in future Geneva Shore reports as the July date approaches. A guy named Saul works away near the base of Riviera Pier in a small shop where he sells glass ornaments, characters, and then makes a ton putting temporary tattoos on young people. Seems just great. The kids are happy. Saul is happy and the parents of the kids get about 15 minutes where their adolescent lovelies must stand in one place and shut up. Uncommon goodwill all the way around. Until one mom takes a photo of grizzled Saul in Natty Beret having to touch young ladies fairly intimately, intimately enough to incur her ire. What then? Other competing shop owners complain that the police come and scratch their heads and then everything sort of falls back to a certain normality. Is Saul a great guy? You bet. Is Saul your average human being or even a bear? No chance. Interesting times we all live in. Well, Sarah Hill, the most intelligent, vibrant, alder person serving on the Lake Geneva City Council, and yes, Ms. Chappell is right up there also, says, Mayor Jim O'Connors has sold the city out in appointing former city administrator Dennis Jordan as the Police and Fire Commission. Tough talk? You bet. She proves her worth to the citizenry of Lake Geneva as Connors continues to fade into a flimsy facade of Gumby-like behavior. Mrs. Chappelle, Gelting, and even Cupsick agreed with Sarah without saying those exact words. The wonderful police chief of Lake Geneva should perceive a threatening smoking gun being aimed at him and his department when they see one. The chief is an ex-Marine, and so are a good number of his people. The Geneva Shore Report is going with Sarah, Chappelle, Gelting, and Kupsik on this one. The battle is joined 
Semper Fi. Well, in the news. Under Dennis Jordan, the former City of Lake Geneva administrator, the city spent beyond its true income. This effort was accomplished by using and transferring city funds into the general fund and then using the following year's taxes to cover intergovernmental obligations to these funds. This deception enabled the city to use state transportation fund, lakefront fund, parking meter fund, etc. to run the city. Then he used TIF funds and borrowed money to cover infrastructure repairs, road maintenance, and to purchase and replace capital equipment. With Jordan's juggling of city funds, he has effectively depleted Lake Geneva's financial resources. And now, with the pending closing of TIF, city desperately needs to subsidize its revenue to cover their current level of spending. Because the state has restricted limits on property tax increases, the city has to look elsewhere to increase revenue. So Lake Geneva is currently focused on ever more paid parking and a premier resort area sales tax. However, at present, Lake Geneva does not meet the 40% of equalized assessed value of the taxable property located in the city and therefore is not eligible to impose that tax. The city of Lake Geneva wants to petition the state of Wisconsin to amend the law to permit Lake Geneva to impose a local sales tax. Although the exact wording of the proposed amendment has not been revealed, the objective of getting a premier tax for the city of the Lake Geneva became clear at the Committee of the Whole on June 1st of this year and is already in motion. Will the citizens have a say in this issue? The answer appears to be yes. In order to convince the state to change the law, those pushing the issue believe that they need to show citizen support of the tax with a citizen-approved non-binding referendum. So, unless the city administration abandons their pursuit of the premier resort tax or changes their view on needing citizen approval, there will be a non-binding referendum vote on the issue. Are the voting residents of the city of Lake Geneva going to vote for a referendum that causes them to pay more taxes on virtually everything they use or buy in Lake Geneva? We'll see. Well, that's a 30, and thank you very much for joining us on the June 10th issue of the Geneva Shore Report podcast. Remember, if you'd like a hard copy of the Geneva Shore Report delivered to your home each and every week, visit our website at GenevaShoreReport.com. www.GenevaShoreReport.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.